Bree Kincaid knelt beside the freshly dug grave, smothered with red roses, and laid a hand on a velvet petal. I miss you, baby. Oh, dear Lord, but I miss you. She stroked the softness of the rose, thought of her husband's strong body and the weak heart that had failed him. A few weeks ago they had years of plans and dreams ahead of them. They had a future, together. Now it was all gone, snuffed out by what the coroner called a massive heart attack, the same ailment that had claimed his father years before. My soul is empty without you. She rested her head on the blanket of roses, at about the spot where she pictured his heart would be if she could see six feet beneath the dirt into the satin folds of the bronze casket. The sun beat on her, zeroing in on the exposed parts of her body, face, neck, arms, promising the year's first burn. Brody had always been after her to protect her fair skin, and when she'd forgotten and turned lobster red, he'd coated her with aloe, his big hands gentle, his gruff voice soothing. Who would take care of her now? Who would share her dreams? Who would care if she didn't use sunscreen? No one. I wish I'd never gone to work at Daddy's. Wish I'd stayed home and baked you cherry pie and fried up pork chops coated in that special mix your mother gave me. Her voice drifted, fell. I should have convinced Daddy that you were a better choice for president of his dang company than I was. Then you wouldn't have been so agitated. She paused, put sound to the horrible possibility that had lurked in her brain since Rudy Dean visited her with the news of her husband's death. Did I make you have that heart attack? Oh, Brody, did I kill you? Bree swiped a hand across her right cheek, tried to stop the tears, but it was no use. Would she ever stop crying? Would the ache in her heart never ease? And the guilt and fear that she might have caused Brody's death? What about that? Would it live on, years from now, sucking away whatever bits of happiness she might find? She knew her husband wanted a stay-at-home wife, knew, too, he needed tending like a prized rose-bush, spoiled and treated as if Brody Kincaid ruled the world. Why could she not have declined her father's offer to take over the business and given her husband what he needed? What had all her independence gotten her? A dead husband, an empty bed. Nothing. The girls miss you, she whispered, closing her eyes against the sun's brightness. Ella Blue said nobody gives piggyback rides like Daddy, and the other afternoon I found Lindsay sitting in your truck. She said it smelled like you. What would happen when the numbness faded? Would it fade? What would come in its place? Anger because her husband up and died on her? More guilt that she might have been the cause? Or would her body and soul drain like a ketchup bottle turned upside down, transformed into a cavity of nothingness where there had once been feelings? Bree flung her arm wide over the cluster of roses, pretended she was holding her husband. There would be a lot of pretending these next weeks and months. It was the only way to get through the days and nights. She would go to work and dive into the business, care for the girls with her parents' help, sleep, wake, smile, pretend she was moving on. Christine, Gina, and Tess would want to help her, but what could they do? How could they make things better when they had no idea what she was suffering? They had husbands who loved them, lives with the future. They still had their dreams, even Tess, who might never birth her own child, but could still share one with the man she loved. 
I'm sorry, baby, she whimpered. Sorry for my part in all of this. The tears came until her nose clogged and her vision blurred. If we hadn't had that disagreement, you might have been home instead of driving around and ending up in Renova. Of course, you did the right thing by staying overnight. You always promised you wouldn't drink and drive, and we both know you were drinking. She heaved a big sigh. Still, I wish you'd called me. I might have been able to send somebody to pick you up. Ben or Cash would have done it. At least you would have breathed your last breath among family and loved ones, not in a hotel bed. Pause. Alone. 